Well, Thanksgiving has come and gone, and there are now 28 shopping days till Christmas. <laughs> if you're anything like me, these next few weeks will probably be busy with preparations for Christmas. We know, we have all in our minds some idea, some conception of what a beautiful Christmas morning entails, and we will make all the necessary preparations from now until then to get us there. And it's all to see the joy and smiles on the faces of those we love. There is something magical about Christmas, and it's easy to get lost in the wonder of it all. But just below all the hustle and bustle of the season, the carols and the shopping, the baking and the preparations, the world is not okay. Too many are hungry. Too many are sick. Too many are needlessly dying. Too many cry out for justice, and it seems as if their cries fall on deaf ears. You may have noticed that today's gospel reading is not very Christmassy. Today is the first Sunday of Advent, a season of waiting, a time to make preparations. But the focus of all our efforts is not the first coming of Jesus as the babe of Bethlehem, but his return as the judge of glorious majesty. It is not a time to cover over the evil bits of life with tinsel and ornaments, but to face them squarely and courageously and cry out to God in light of his promise to bring his kingdom of justice and peace. We begin the season of Advent with Jesus' teaching about when he will return to usher in the, his kingdom and what his followers are to do in the meantime. What we learn from this teaching is that the time is unknown, the time is unimportant, and the time is now. So the time is unknown. No one knows the day and the hour, Jesus says. In Matthew's gospel, three consecutive passages make this point. The first of them is our passage for today. The return of Jesus is completely unexpected. In the second passage, which comes right after that in Matthew's gospel, the parable of the faithful and wicked servants, his, his return comes sooner than expected. And then in the third parable, the parable of the wise and foolish maidens, his return comes later than expected. So the point is, no one knows the day or the hour. His coming will be at an unexpected time. Today's passage has three illustrations of his return. The flood, the daily grind, and the thief in the night. All three are making the point that life will continue as usual, eating and drinking, going through our normal daily grind, locking the front door at night and not expecting a burglar, right up until the end, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. Which means that we cannot wait until the end to make our preparations. Imagine waiting till Christmas night, Christmas Eve night, to make all of your Christmas preparations. And here we're talking about something of much greater moment. All three of these illustrations are meant to give us a jolt, to shake us out of our sleepiness. They are a wake-up call. 
You see, it's easy to get preoccupied with everyday concerns, to fall into a sleep-like existence, shuffling from one activity to the next, our eyes never raised above the horizon of daily living. But you know what time it is, how it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. So although the time is unknown, that's no excuse to hit the snooze button on the big questions of life. Jesus is telling us that the time is unimportant. Whether it's tomorrow or a thousand years hence, we are to keep awake. We must be ready. Well, how do we do this? If we read on in this passage, Jesus says that we keep awake for his return through faithful service in the present. We prepare for the future by acting as disciples are supposed to act in the present. Whenever I hear this passage from the epistle of the Romans read, I'm reminded of the story of St. Augustine's conversion in his autobiography, Confessions. Uh, if, this is one of my favorite, all-time favorite works. If you haven't read it, let Advent be the time you break that, crease that spine and open it up. Or if you haven't read it in a while, maybe return to it. It's, it's such a rich book, it's worth delving into again and again. Um, this passage is, was instrumental in Augustine's, the moment of his conversion. If you remember the scene, it's in Book 8 of the Confessions. He had spent the first half of his life busying himself with issues of ambition, personal ambition, and it must be said, doing pretty well for himself. He was on a path to great distinction. He was also spending a lot of time gratifying his more base desires and trying to explain away the evils that he saw in the world and in his own life uh, in a way that left him free from responsibility. He wanted the evil to be out there and not in himself. Gradually, he could no longer avoid the harsh realities of life and his implication in them. And he had a growing sense that there was more to life than personal ambition and, and worldly gratifications. So at this climactic moment at the earlier service, they said, how come you didn't include the little kid? So there was a little child who said, take up and read, take up and read. And Augustine picks up the scriptures which were lying down, uh, Paul's letters, and his eyes fall on this passage from Romans not in reveling in drunkenness, not in debauchery and licentiousness, not in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. He said, I neither needed or, or desired to read any more. It was like scales falling from his eyes. He was no longer asleep, suddenly awake to life. And God had been preparing him, if you follow that story, throughout his whole life for faithful service. And now that he was awake to the light of Christ, his profound writings would help draw countless others to that light for generations to come. The season of Advent reminds us not to be distracted by life's mundane cares and occupations, not to be brought to despair by life's torrent of sin and evil, but to wake up and get on with the job that has been entrusted to us, to bear witness to the light of Christ by reflecting that light in all we do as his disciples, working toward the kingdom to come. At the end of the day, at the end of our lives, the only affirmation that matters 
is God's well-done, good, and faithful servant. In the weeks ahead, we will all no doubt be busying ourselves with many preparations for Christmas. And the joy of Christmas is real. I anticipate starting Christmas cookies this, after sun- this, this afternoon. But don't forget to make your Advent preparations as well. To wake up and live now for the Father's well done. For you know what time it is. How it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The night is far gone. The day is at hand. Let us then cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light.